When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Affects the Oilers a lot. Stars and Predators, seven minutes left in the first. There is no score. I can also tell you the Jets lead the Lightning 2-1 in the first. Also in the first period, many up 2-0 on the Rangers. Senators and Blues tied 1-1. In the second, the Coyotes lead the Rangers 4-1. Nick Schmaltz uh, has a goal. Remember, he had that big game on the weekend. Maple Leafs lead Seattle 2-1 after the first. Late in the second period, Florida 3, Pittsburgh 2 The uh, Golden Knights trail the Flyers 2-1 with seven and a half minutes left in the second period. Oil Country, you want the Golden Knights to lose that one. And late in the second period, Avalanche up 3-2 on the Devils. uh, Talking about the Oilers' power play, and uh, Jay Woodcroft elaborated on some of these specific things that are plaguing it. I think there's a few things you look at when when you're looking at the success of power plays. I think we can do a better job in the face-off circle, establishing an early shot. Um, our breakouts can improve um, in terms of our, our entry success level and our ability to, to move pucks under pressure. Now, that said, that's last night's game. I know the number isn't where anyone wants it to be over the last uh, few months or so, um, but for me, uh, it's our first chance uh, since since uh, came up here a few weeks ago uh, to really uh, dive in on it and, and get some good work. And I thought uh, without taxing our people, we're able to, to get a lot of touches today. All right. So he said, I mean, that's pretty much everything, isn't it? We got to be better at face-offs. We got to uh, shoot more, especially early. We got to work on our breakouts. We got to work on our zone entries, and we got to pass better under pressure. That's pretty much everything on the power play. They they have to improve at. Maybe there's an angle or two there are missing, but that's pretty much everything. And, and what I noticed last night, Calgary's very good. Now I, you have to give the Flames credit for how they play. They're having a phenomenal season. What are they now? Fourteen one and one in their last sixteen games. Their power plays over ninety percent at home, so they are good. Give them, give them credit. You have to, you have to give them credit for winning that battle. But if the Oilers are going to make the playoffs and excel in the playoffs, they're going to have to play against some other really good special teams units. But Woody pretty much covered all the aspects of the power play that you need to be good at to, to score a goal. Uh, that the Oilers have to work on and that they weren't good at last night. Uh, it is International Women's Day. We're going to have one of the top female athletes in the city on the show a little bit later on, Corey White from the Pandas uh, volleyball team. I, I want to say this. Look, I know it's a sports show. I, I, it's probably a, a heavy male audience. I just want to say something to the to the women out there. You are always welcome to call me. 
I, I, hopefully you feel like this is a, a space you can call into and talk about sports, give an opinion, ask a question. I, I would quite frankly love to have, now I want, I want all the men to keep on listening, trust me, but, but I would love to have more female voices on the show as well. The hotline is 780-496-0063. So if you've ever wanted to call a sports show or talk to somebody who grew up in Evansburg, <laughs> pick up the phone. Uh, but we do have Fred standing by, who uh, I met a few years ago, almost almost five years ago, Fred. You brought your homemade Stanley Cup to 630 Chad. What's going on, man? You know what? I'm getting a little nervous looking at the standings all of a sudden. We're slip sliding away. And uh, you know what? This is simple, Reed. Score first. You're 14-0. 17 and 0 baby there's 17 and 0 okay score first solves the problem but i'm gonna get radical on the power play here very radical you're gonna have poli Arvey, mcdavid and nurse on the wing and then on the blue line you're gonna have bouchard and the nuge and then the second power play unit will be uh dry hyman and um mcleod with uh barry and keith on defense you, got- you know, I, I I don't think they would split those guys up, but but I understand what you're saying, especially since kind of nothing's been working in the last five games. I, I don't think they would split up McDavid and Dreisaitl, Um but I, yeah, I, I understand where, where you're coming from. Nothing else is working right now. I try if I was a coach, and if it doesn't work, you go back to whatever. But I didn't like Nurse on the blue line yesterday at all. Uh, it will be nice, but you know what? They're really missing Paulie Harvey in front of the net. And that's the thing. When Holland was in Detroit, he had guys like uh, the Mule, and he had Holmstrom in front of the net. you got to have that big body in front of the net. And I want to ask you about a player down in the minors. Here, I, I want to I say something first about that. The 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 net front presence, I, I agree they're missing Yessi to some extent. He's gotten better at screening the goaltender. But they still had Kane and Hyman down low last night. And Mooner and I talked about it after last night's game. Are they trying the, enough of those jam plays down low, or, or like the? It seems like the puck never goes down low. It's across the top. It's across the top. McDavid's, you know, working trying to get the pass across the dry sidle for the one timer. He's skating in and shooting himself. You know, Nurse had a tough game getting pucks through, and and it changes things with a left shot instead of a right shot, taking a one timer with a pass from dry sidle. So, why not work the puck down low for Kane or Hyman to go to work? Like, I, I think that that option, uh, that tactic has not been explored enough. Okay, anyway, no, has not. what's your other point? Uh, actually, we got Buffalo, we got uh, the Devils, who else we got in there? Detroit. Everybody thinks those are gimmies. Well, they've beaten us. Well, no, they aren't. No, they're not. I know exactly. But I want to know how that Vincent Dart, uh, the guy down in uh, Bakersfield, he's six seven two thirty. What he's kind of doing game well. He play? He's doing well. He's a big guy. Uh, they just signed him. What did they sign him to last week? A, a two-year deal. I don't know if he's going to come up and play this year, but he's uh, he's shown some good good progress, especially for a seventh-round pick. Uh, now from six years ago. I, I don't think we're going to see him this year, though, Fred. Imagine having him in uh, Nima Line and, and your forward coming in there. you got one guy 6'6 six, six and one guy 6'7. You're going to be thinking twice, I think. Yeah, but, fair uh, enough. We definitely need some size. We need a little more grit. That uh, Lou Chicha 
the end there on Broberg, like that should have been a penalty. I don't know how they can not call that a penalty. They missed that big time. But I hope they get the straight no pretty quick because it would be pretty depressing without the playoffs in this city. Well, and they have to make the playoffs. There's no ifs, yeah, especially, ands, or buts. Yeah, thanks, for especially after all those points they, they had put away early. Like I said, they won 16 of their first 21. Incredible. But they've only won 14 of their last 36. And now you pretty much have to win at least, I, I would say at least 16 of their last 25 to get into the postseason. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's what we're looking at. Okay, uh, that was Fred at 780-496-0063. Kelly Rudy coming up next on Inside Sports. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Scoreboard watching between now and the end of April. Stars and Predators scoreless with 90 seconds left in the first period. He joins us every week on Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers, Edmonton native Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, my friend, and yourself? Well, I am doing very well. I know you're getting ready for another Flames game tonight against the Capitals, and then the Caps here tomorrow to take on the Edmonton yep. Oilers. So the storylines continue, and uh, Battle of Alberta last night went Calgary's way. Be- before we break down some of the stuff in that game, Kelly, the Oilers' goal was a fortunate one. Off the referee to Derek Ryan, his shot is stopped. De- uh, Devin Short buries the rebound. Uh, I, I know you were all over it immediately saying, you know, hey, Markstrom can be as mad as he wants, but it's a live puck and you got to be ready to play it. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. from experience, perhaps, Kelly? <laughs> 100%. And, you know, it. you do feel badly for the officials because, as I also said last night, they're usually terrific at getting out of the way considering, you know, how fast that puck is coming and different angles and all that. And definitely had a number of situations where it went off the the official, whether it's a linesman and or uh, the referee, and it, it makes it creates a scoring opportunity. And, I, you know, frankly, I felt badly for them when that would happen uh, simply because they're not trying to do it on purpose. So I had one, I can't, I think it was Gord Brossaker and uh, the puck deflected off him and the other team got a great scoring chance. In fact, I think they scored. And so I was furious with Gordon, by the way, he's long retired. And so people know he was not a referee. He was a linesman. So I think the play happened near our blue line. Still, it created a scoring chance that would not have happened anyways. And I was furious. I went after him and he said, Kelly, you ever let in a bad goal? And I went, yeah. He goes, I made a mistake, bud. Got to relax. And I, I was so you know, taken aback by what he said, but he was so right. And so I, I remember rarely ever getting mad at an official like that when it's just a simple mistake. Now, I kind of looked at it again last night, Reed, when I got home, and 
because I heard Markstrom talking on the radio after, and he was giving his version. He wasn't mad that they scored uh, because he knew the puck was still alive. What he was mad at is that when the puck when the puck got by him behind the net and then went around, he thought it was a simple play for the referee to get out of the way. Now I watched it. And I don't think Markstrom quite saw it the same way I did or vice versa. I thought the referee assumed because the puck was going around the glass uh, that it would stay right near the boards. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it came out and it was it was only about a, a foot off the goal line. So it come off significantly from the glass area. And so I think that's where it was. And by the way, the referee was looking straight ahead. He thought the puck was going to be going behind him and around the boards. And so he had really had no idea until the very last second that it was coming at him. So I felt badly for him. And and I'm glad Markstrom kind of made it clear that why he, he knew the puck was still alive, but he just thought the referee made a bad mistake and was in the wrong position. But I disagree with that. Yeah, I, well, I noticed that last night, too, that the referee's already looking up the wall at the four-checker, yes. checking for interference, and, yeah, the puck goes off his skate when he wasn't expecting it to come off at, at that angle. So that was the only yep. goal the Oilers got. Um, man, oh, man. I mean, I've seen the Flames play quite a bit off and yep. on this year. I, I don't often necessarily get to see an entire game, but I, yep. but I know they're, like, front to back, but I, I know they're doing well, and... Now, maybe it's six of one, half a dozen or the other. Oilers fans are saying you, you got to get some some results from your big guns and certainly on the power play. But but I thought five on five, even though I, I thought Edmonton worked hard, Calgary just does not let anybody into that prime scoring area. It, it is, I thought it's so tough for Edmonton and Calgary opponents to penetrate the slot. And then if somebody does, they got Markstrom back there. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes we use these words too often, but they really are connected, right? All five guys are really connected, or six if you want to add the goaltender. And it's so evident when, uh, even though McDavid's amazing and world-class speed and comes through the neutral zone and scares the pants off, off of everybody uh when you converge on a guy as well as calgary did last night so difficult for mcdavid to get through there and he had a couple really good rushes but i think of the i think it was the last one with about two minutes to go and noah hannafin did a an amazing job of diving play and it was perfect uh, stick on puck and so just makes it more difficult and like i said you know they they play so well uh, as six-man units that, and as you said, they don't give you much in the slot, and so you've got to find a way to capitalize on the power play, and if that's not clicking, and I know it hasn't been for the Oilers as well as it was earlier, where they were completely dominant, but they've got to find a way to start capitalizing on that, because that, that Al Arbor always used to say, just play five-on-five five even, and we'll win it in the special teams department. Well, the Oilers had a chance. I don't know if they would have won the game if they would have got a power play goal, but it could have changed the complexion of the game if they were up one nothing. The the power play is a huge discussion point here in Edmonton. Uh, Cam Moon filled in for Rob last night because Rob was at the game doing the call with Jack. And I know I, I talked to him. Yeah, talked to him and Jack last night for sure. Yeah, but by the way, Rob got to walk across that catwalk or whatever it is for the first time. I've never been up there. He was terrified. <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> and we do it every game here in Calgary. You're used to it already. So, so Mooner and I, you know, probably 80% of our overtime open line show uh, was on the power play. I, I'm just wondering, because I, I know you still see the Oilers play a lot, and I know you appreciate yeah. the power play. 
Like, is it as simple as without Barry Bouchard and Nugent Hopkins, you can't get the same results? Or, or were there things that they still got to do regardless of the personnel? Well, I, I, power plays are funny, right? So I think a lot of it has to do, you you know, you have structure, but you also allow talent to sort of take take over and do its own thing. Now you have a whole bunch, you have set plays and do all these things. But one thing that I think you sort of have to, work around is if you have players out of the lineup then you in my opinion you always have to simplify so it just gets back to the basics where uh, and in today's game it's a lot different than when I first joined where you had a guy with the big slapper at the point and you converge on the net today's game it's more like just get the puck back to the point and then find a, a soft wrister or a wrister through uh, traffic or find a lane and then you have uh, two or three potential deflections along the way and then and that's what I would personally do, I would find a way to get the puck back to the point as quickly as possible, converge on the net, get that wrist shot through, and let's see if we can't deflect a couple past the goaltender and get a little momentum. Sometimes when you try and get a little bit too fancy, like I noticed last night, early in the, I think the first two power plays, uh, the Oilers tried to get that cross uh, seam pass to Dreisaitl because you know, nobody's more dangerous uh, on that side with that uh, sharp angle shot than Dreisaitl probably in history but uh, the flames are taking that lane completely away and or if they there if there was a bit of a lane they got their stick on that pass so you've got to find really simple ways to get pucks through right now if you ask me yeah yeah they weren't able to do i mean the i think the Oilers had three shots on goal on four power plays and they gave up two shorthanded breakaways and a shorthanded two on one so i I mean the the score judges just weren't there which leads me speaking of those odd man uh, rushes and then the flames had another breakaway late in the game that gujarat was scored on to to put it away uh koskinen i mean kelly so much talk about goaltending he's seven one and two in his last 10 starts that was the first regulation Loss. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't pin that loss on, on him at all, considering the the caliber no. of the goals the Flames score. I'm just wondering what you saw, and you even commented on, you know, a couple of Flames players maybe poking at him and, and trying to disrupt them a little bit during the game. Yeah, I, I think his game is just fine. Uh, Costin, I think what we've learned uh, over the years with him is that he's a dependable uh, backup used properly. His problem is, uh, I think that once he starts to get overworked, he becomes overwhelmed. And uh, I, I don't know uh, what that exact number is for him, that perfect number that uh, he's really helpful to the organization. Uh, is it 35 games? Is it closer to 40? Is it 30? I don't know exactly, but I do know that when he's in a uh, slotted in a perfect spot, he's a really dependable guy. And I know he takes a lot of heat, but sometimes I think it's unfair um, because I think he gets a lot out of himself. He's good at reading the play. Last night, as you mentioned, Reed, he has he was not a, the reason why they lost. I mean, the first goal was kind of typical how it's kind of going for the Flames, uh, where Matthew Kachuk tries to go through his legs, completely loses possession of the puck, and excuse me, Toffoli's smart enough to go to the front of the net. He picks up that uh, loose puck and and roofs it. So that's the kind of uh, night Calgary had to a certain degree. They had a couple of breaks, but Koskinen is, uh, he's a battler. I've said that for for years now, and uh, just when he's overworked, that's when problems arise with him.
Luch really got him, eh? In the third period. He sure did. <laughs> he he did. And the thing the reason why I stuck up for him is that because it was the shift before where Matthew Kachuk kind of came in and he jabbed at him late and good on Koskin and he gave him a shot back. And I, I commented last night also, good on the refs for not calling it one way or the other. If if one guy gets a shot, the other guy should get a free shot. And uh but it was the very next play, like uh Koskinen easily handled the puck the puck was dead the whistle had blown basically and Lucic was able to get a free slash in and that's why I stuck up for Koskinen because that should have been called all right well Kelly I know you got to get up to the booth here you got the Capitals and the Flames coming up going to be an interesting showdown here and uh, I'll be keeping an eye on it because I want to see how the Caps look coming into Rogers place tomorrow night have a good show my man we'll do this next week thanks buddy I'll talk to you next week Kelly Rudy is powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Coming up, what did Evander Kane say about Matthew Kajuk and U of A hockey star Noah Phillips? 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.